Hi, this is Saurabh Joshi and you're listening to the Stratpost podcast. India is commemorating Kargil Vijay Divas today. It is 19 years since the Indian Armed Forces kicked Pakistani intruders out of Indian territory, battling over some of the most inhospitable and impossible terrain in Jammu and Kashmir. India saw the sacrifice of over 500 personnel who gave up their lives during Operation Vijay. A new book is out that tries to remember those killed in action during this almost superhuman effort. The book is called Letters from Kargil and I have with me the author Diksha Dwivedi. Diksha is the daughter of Major Chandrabhushan Dwivedi, who was one of these martyrs. Thanks for coming online Diksha. Thank you so much for inviting me. Not at all. So Diksha tell me what's this book about? When did you first think of writing this book? So uh, so sort of I remember having a conversation my, with my mother in July 2015 to be precise and we were talking about how the government was going to uh, go to Dras to celebrate Kargil Vijay Divas and uh, I just asked her very casually that uh, so aren't we going and she said no we have to have an invite for it and i was amazed uh, at the thought that uh, a martyr's family was not invited for this and i said so uh, is this the only time that they haven't invited us or uh, is it a thing only they go and uh, celebrate kargil vijay divas and so i found it really surprising and she said no she hadn't uh, received any invitation for uh, 16 years the only time that she received an invitation for this was in 2006 uh, in 2000 after the kargil war so um so that is when uh, overnight because of uh, however angry i was feeling i wrote a story which was called the kargil war hero nobody told you about he is my father so that story really went uh, viral and um, overnight uh, and CN, uh, we gave a cnn interview then we the, it was covered widely by better india scoop group uh, and and uh, the motive of that story was really to reach adgpi and uh, so they read the story and we actually got our first invite <laughs> and we went uh, for the kargil vijay divas in 2016 so uh, so this happened and uh, it was it was magical the experience and we met a lot of journalists uh, who had read my story as well and they um, so one of the journalists happened to be priya ramani who had read my story and she had just joined uh, jagannath which is my publisher and it was a very random conversation with her about letters because i had included some excerpts of uh, my father's letter in the story in letters in the story that i wrote and uh, we came up with this idea of um, that if my father had such letters uh, then obviously many more soldiers uh, had such letters in the kargil war so so that that is how the idea of letters uh, from kargil happened and uh, it came to its fruition okay so you've also written in the book about you know you when you when when you were growing up you kept waiting for somebody to write about your father major tivedi but yes. no one did and it pissed you off you were angry yes. about this Tell yes, me about that, that is that is so that is how so i just told you about the story that i wrote in 2015 and that story happened because i was angry uh, that we weren't invited and uh, how could, how can a uh, celebration happen a war of uh, uh, the victory of a war that can be celebrated without martyrs families 
so um, so that kind of made me think of how my father has also not been talked about that much maybe that is the reason why we weren't invited or maybe that is the reason many of the soldiers from his regiment or uh, from any other regiment haven't been invited because they haven't been talked about enough online um so since i had the power or the skill to write and i had my own website to write on i took that opportunity took that anger put it all together did some research and wrote his story and um, well that was pretty therapeutic because i read that, i wrote that story and it reached a lot of people and it reached the right people so my experience with writing that story has been amazing because it has turned into a book in fact but this book is not about him alone right i mean not at all not at all because um this book is about the soldiers this book is about uh talking uh, about the human uh side of the indian army but uh, it all came from his story so the idea of this book came uh from the story i wrote about him because it had excerpts um from his letters so i after his story did really well online i realized that uh this was uh, a powerful way to tell a soldier's story and um, so that is why the book happened uh, to tell all these stories that have been untold and not only my father's because um, one story versus many many powerful stories obviously makes a difference right uh, so you're trying to make sure that you know the names of as many of these 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 personnel killed in action are registered in people's minds when they think about kargil exactly as many as i can obviously uh, it's sad uh, but true that uh, many many soldiers were from villages where um, the letters couldn't even reach and uh, many letters are probably out there that i can't reach because i have no way to reach out to the families that are in the villages but i try to uh, i try to say and i've said that in my book as well that i would think of these letters as uh, a huge representation of what soldiers used to talk about and how they used to feel because the the thinking of all of these soldiers was very very similar so once you decided to write this book to convert your 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 article into a book what did you do next you said you visited kargil two uh, two years back that's when you started immediately yes exactly so right after our visit to kargil in 2016 um i came back and uh, i spoke with priya ramani then and because the aftermath of the uh, experience that i had at kargil vijay divas was so strong that um, i didn't even blink an eye when uh, priya called me and said we should do a book like letters from kargil like what you've included in your story uh, we should do that for many many soldiers so yes it happened right after the uh, after the time i visited kargil and the visit actually was a big big um, reason why i pounced at the opportunity of writing this book how did you get in touch with the families of of the other personnel killed in action and how did they react were they happy or resentful or angry to be reminded of the loss so my mother is really the star when it comes to this um mm-hmm. my research uh, for this on this subject really started from her she has made sure that she hasn't cut any ties with the army community she knows most uh, probably many many mothers of um, their martyred sons or uh, many wives of uh, martyred husbands so she was my first uh, point of contact 
and i told her if you can give me some numbers and she shared some numbers with me and i i had a couple of other people through which i could um, call uh, the army headquarters but all of this happened very slowly i could not just make a call and start talking this was a very very big decision for me also to uh, you know to talk to families and probably expose their wounds a bit because it it had obviously been uh, many many years since they did that so uh, how their how the families reacted to my calls uh, is um is i think it's magical because um, basically when i called them they thought of me as a martyr's daughter but before anything they didn't think of me as an author but they th- thought of me as a martyr's daughter who's trying to do something and uh, so it was it was quite an emotional ride with all of the questions uh, that i had for them and many times i cried with them because uh, there are there were times that uh, they had to open boxes and open those letters and actually select some and share some with me and uh, so but no my um, they have they really cooperated in this process which is why where um, this book is um, which is why this book happened really if they didn't cooperate if they just cut my calls uh, if they didn't respond the way they did the book uh, won't happen so so they are actually to be uh, thanked for all that letters from gargil is uh, doing so and and let's say that and they were okay I, with yeah. with were they okay with the the last letters from their last loved ones being put out there so the motive of the book really was to make um, Car- the cargill war a part of history books in schools and uh, and even have the war as history man i mean i haven't seen uh, people knowing the cargill war enough the, especially millennials uh, kids younger than me they don't even know when the war happened and between which countries so uh, so that this is a point i put forward with the with the families i told them we have to hit them hard and we have to uh, tell these stories in a way that they don't have to mug up they when they'll read letters from cargill they will know in the simplest language what happened in that war and once they know they will make sure that they remember this war so it was difficult for them to share the last letters um it was and in fact most of them used to pick those letters because those are the most memorable uh, letters that they have um and they want to give the best right so so i don't think um once they knew the motive of the book uh, they didn't mind uh, sharing anything uh, with me be it the last letter be it the first letter be it the most secretive a uh, letter because the motive of the book was to tell their stories in the best way possible okay all right so you've written in the book that you know your your dad used to call you pepsident after <laughs> after the toothpaste okay can you explain that a little i'm i didn't i didn't quite understand that bit oh yes so uh, if you remember i don't know if you remember that pepsident's tagline used to be dishum dishum Right. So uh so I was always the rebellious uh sister so I have like the older sister also and I would always keep fighting I would always be the jealous sister as well uh if he's coming because he used to take a lot of leaves for my sister's studies so he used to come take casual leave and make uh, and teach her while I was the younger one who did not get as much attention as she did 
obviously i didn't realize then uh, who needed uh, more teaching but so he used to call me dishum dishum because i used to fight uh, a lot and uh, and i have taken it in my stride today because uh, as i say in my book that he knew uh, it that um, he knew that i was supposed to do a lot of dishum dishum with this world uh, as an indian woman so i take it in my stride and i'm super super happy that i remember uh, that emotion very very well so that was his <laughs> point of calling me dishum dishum because i used to fight a lot public memory is short and mm-hmm. in any case and most people aren't really aware of what families of armed forces personnel killed in action go through when they have to rebuild their lives after you know the loss and the grieving Yeah. Can can you can you help me can you help listeners understand yeah. that So I will tell you uh, this that I think you must have read, uh, read in my book also Major Ritesh Sharma who's also a martyr had said it very well in his letter that things are okay and things are going fine but I quote him that he had said soon people will forget the soldiers and their sacrifice for this nation and uh, and actually that's a very very true fact uh, i think we often take our freedom for granted because uh, it came to us literally for free to many of us for free uh, at least this generation so it's human nature not to value things that are added advantage to your life really so for people like us life is probably different freedom is probably different we have paid a price and so we value it much more than some other people so i just urge every listener to read more and gauge more about what has gone into getting this freedom and what's going on every day still the indian army is still fighting there are a lot of people who are fighting for our freedom every day in fact not only the indian army so i think the more they learn about the cost of this freedom the more they will empathize with the sacrifices and the more they'll value the freedom they have to be honest that will just lead them on to becoming more responsible citizens doing the right things because we have the freedom that we have today and i'm really not sure if this is lifetime if we will have uh, freedom at this um, scale uh, in the future so maybe we should cherish what we have today all right uh your family your your mom and your elder sister nihadi right do you still call her that yes i do okay. <laughs> yes and in fact my my father made me call her that i used to call her neha and then in every letter of his uh he told me to call her nihadi and he, he used to bribe me also so that became a habit <laughs> so how did you guys come together after 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 the, the loss i mean your mom especially how did she rally the three of you bringing you guys up So I think my mother made some very very important life changing decisions um and they are they may seem uh, not as uh, dramatic to us today but for her at that point as a 32 year old woman uh, a very big decision was to be in a city be located in a city like new delhi the capital of india than be in bihar where our lives uh, would have been much more comfortable maybe and uh, and better also for her easier also but but for her it was more important for us to be in a city where we'll have opportunities for us to go after the success we always strive for so uh, so her i think one of the major uh, decisions that she took for us 
was to live in delhi and become a business woman rather than anything else in the world to bring her daughters up to be uh, maybe successful human beings someday that our father would have really looked out for okay so what was growing up in delhi like i mean you've written in the book that you know and and i'd like to quote you here that yes. there's no socially acceptable way of acting like a martyr's family explain right. that a little bit so delhi was like delhi as we all know i've spent most of my childhood there but the first time i think i dared to dream was after i left delhi and that was uh, when i went for my masters in cardiff which is in wales so you get the drill how growing up was in delhi but you tell me if i told you that i'm a martyr's daughter what would your reaction be it will be probably like i'm so sorry or you're brave or you must be so strong so whatever it will be there will always be some expectation from your end and uh, and and some others that i won't be able to meet so when when i was a kid or when i was a young girl child really it was very very difficult to because we are so uh, i think as poji kids also we are somewhere proud of where we come from and where our uh, fathers and uh, parents come from really so as a poji kid it's even more difficult um, when people ask you questions like where's your uh, father because because what happens is that you although you want to say that my father we lost him uh, in a war you still as a kid you fall short of words you don't want to answer that question really so uh, so i think it was always a dilemma for me and my sister that what should we say should we um, should we quickly jump and say uh, my father is a war hero when someone asks us or should we should we start crying because that was the most natural emotion that we used to get but uh, but that is what happens i think um, when your father has has fought a war it is very very confusing how you want to react there's anger where uh, you feel like why did you have to give up your life for the country why did you care about us and then on the ne- in the next second you think that he has the most uh, he uh, went through a glorious death and you should be proud and brave uh, and be brave that uh, what you're doing in life is nothing in front of what he is doing so there's a lot of emotions that come to you when someone asks you uh, about your father and um, and then you realize you're actually a martyr's daughter and not really a single uh, you know a single parent's daughter or whatever it is so i think i think acting i think i put it the best way i could to be honest these are the emotions that i feel and i'm sure every martyr's daughter feels where she wants to cry and then and then she also wants to come across as this really strong person because hey i am martyr's daughter so yeah i think i think it's very natural you like you'll get this answer from every forgy kid also and uh, martyr's uh, kid also do you think that the focus on infantry personnel killed in action all the media attention ignored the contribution and sacrifice of personnel from combat support arms and services like the artillery it's something you've written on on page 30 page 130 uh do you yes. feel that people like your dad who was from an artillery regiment didn't get the recognition that was due to them do you feel a sense of injustice with this treatment so 
well to your long question i'll have a very short answer in fact sure. but i would say that um, i you you can answer it for me in fact that when you've read read about so many heroes online and in the newspapers if you start counting the uh, the kind of regiments they came from most um, come from infantry and uh, and yeah in fact those are the heroes and i agree they are the heroes they are fighting on foot really but when i come to think of artillery and infantry during the kargil war it was actually one because of the marriage of the two one could not have worked without the other but i um, what i think is again i'll give you uh, an analogy here where i'll say that okay what artillery was in the kargil war was uh, was uh, it's like how a film director is to a movie uh actors get all the traction which is the infantry for the kargil war and artillery um, which will be probably the film director is the backbone so uh, so artillery was really the backbone of the kargil war and nobody can take it away but i know and uh, and i have seen through the years which is why i had to write my father's story and his regiment's story also which was 315 field regiment which is an artillery regiment because i thought that let's take a break and give them give them their due uh, you know so i know that it's uh, it's a it's a funny marriage between actors and film directors and then i'm talking about artillery and infantry but that is uh, that is the best way i can put it and in fact it was this example was given to me by a soldier himself where he was like we don't expect um, any uh, traction we don't expect any attention because that is saved for the infantry because they are the actors and they are the on foot soldiers we are just giving them support uh, apparently but that's not the case i think without artillery that wouldn't have, uh, the infantry would not have acted the way they did uh, in the kargil war and it could not have you know uh, turned uh, into the victory that it did so i don't think it's unfair but the relationship between them is worth acknowledging and worth appreciating we should hold on at some point and um see how artillery has helped in history in the wars and then probably appreciate what they're doing as well is this book a sort of a catharsis for you definitely definitely i think uh, i think i want to do a version 2 also in fact really what will that have Well I'm actually doing a sort of a campaign right now and I'm doing a letters to Kargil. Uh my book is called Letters from Kargil and I'm doing a hashtag letters to Kargil because I know uh, the most important uh, the most important thing that motivated the soldiers at least during the Kargil war were the letters that used to come not only from the families but a lot of common people like schools uh, children students. Um so so th- i think it's important <laughs> to write a letters to kargil um as a version 2 and uh, so that we can appreciate so the campaign is really i'm taking a lot of letters to soldiers from common people in the cities uh, just to acknowledge what they're doing and what they think about the common people what what the common people think about soldiers and what they want to say to them so uh well final question um uh, yes did you ever receive that pair of green colored jeans that you'd written about in your last letter to your dad i actually didn't 
um i think a few years later i did but uh, but i remember one very special thing that um after we got the news of my father uh, well let's just say dying on on july uh, he um, got martyred on 2nd july and we got to know on 3rd july and on 4th july i think uh, uh, in the night on 3rd uh, my mother had a dream where my father told her to buy the buy the jeans for me so she it was really really special to me when she woke up in the morning and she told me ki uh, daddy came in her dreams and he told me uh, he told her to get me the green jeans so i don't think we bought the jeans because there were a lot of bigger decisions to take after but i did get a green a pair of green jeans at some point in my life if that counts well that's that's as long as long as you got your <laughs> your green color jeans <laughs> yes Thanks Diksha for taking the time to talk to me and giving us all so much to think about. Uh, thank you so much. Letters from Kargil has been published by Jagannath. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. Do send in your comments below or find us on Twitter. It is Stratpost on Twitter. Diksha tweets under the handle Diksha Vivedi. If you want to send her your thoughts on the book or perhaps the 19th anniversary of Kargil Vijay Divas. Thanks for listening and until next time. <laughs>